1: This is I'm going in on uh, CITR 101.9 FM. My guest right now is uh, Swedish cartoonist Simon Gardenforce. And why don't you tell people how it's pronounced? You're just telling me a second. Yeah.
2: Uh, you, you, you'll go. If you speak English, you can say Gardenforce. But in uh, Sweden, I say Jardenforce. There
1: we go, which is uh, much lovelier than, uh, than Gardenforce. you think (laughs) I I like it I wish I could pronounce it but I will not even attempt because I know I will butcher it (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I think I said your book 120 Days of Simon um, yeah an epic of your uh, being homeless for three months and living uh, a do you know a hedonism a hedonistic lifestyle yeah yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe tell people what the experience was and why you did it.
2: Uh yeah. Uh why I did it was to to make a good comic book, I suppose, <laughs> and to and to have fun. It was uh, it was like yeah, I I didn't have that I wanted to, to continue to do uh, autobiographical comics, and I did some autobiographical comics before, and like a lot of people in Sweden and a lot of people in the US were doing autobiographical comics, and I was like, it's getting a little bit like the same everything, like people's boring everyday lives. N- nothing wrong with that. I like reading comics about people's boring everyday life, but I wanted to do something with a little bit more twist before. <laughs> <coughs> So uh, I stayed uh, at people's homes and, and like went out for 120 days and just to see what happened and like yeah, hopefully I thought it will happen some some uh, some nice things or some uh, exciting things and it and it did.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting that you do a project just to create an interesting comic where usually it's the yeah. other way around. People have interesting experiences and they make a comic about it.
2: Yeah. It's fascinating. I don't know if, if people usually do that. Like, some people, I think, maybe try to experience stuff just to be able to write about it later, but I don't know if it's very common to, to like, live like that, to, like, change your life, to... to to get better art, <laughs> like autobiographical art
1: or mm-hmm. stories, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a tough call. Like I'm sure people, you know, one thing in autobiographical, biographical comics is sometimes fudging, the reality to make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's something different. Tell me about the Swedish, comic scene. Um, you're saying a lot of autobiographical comics. Is it a long tradition comics in Sweden, or what's some of the what, history? What, excuse me. What what's Tem- le- is it? Is it is is there is there a history of comics in Sweden?
2: Uh, yeah, there is. Like, it's almost as old as everywhere else. I'm not. I'm not that like. Uh, I don't know very much about Swedish comic history. It's like. It's just a book published about the Swedish comic history in English, uh, about all history, and, and nowadays it looks a lot like like the Northern American uh, indie comic scene. If, if like, and uh, my friend uh, Matt Johnson, who's also like uh, published in the U.S. now, he said like he got the same question. And it's like he said, asked, "Have you seen the?" Seinfeld episode where Elaine get a new set of friends with yeah. like it's just an alternative Kramer and an alternative George and an alternative uh, Jerry. Yeah. I think it's a bit like that like uh, it's it's you got the the Swedish uh versions of uh the American cartoonist in some ways but like with their own style or a little bit different it's like there. It's like an alternative universe in some ways.
1: You have oh, hello. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I heard you taking a sip, so I was just waiting. Um, yeah. You have. This isn't your first comic. You have a lot of comics in Swedish. Yeah. Uh, Is that so the name I, of the language, Swedish?
2: Uh, the, the only language, or? Yeah. That, uh, that they're published in yeah yeah it's it's like it's published in Sweden and now the 120 days is published in the US but uh i think it's some like galago uh, my swedish publisher they did an um, italian uh version of one uh, comic book like uh, or just a anthology a small like
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: paper so uh, but that was just a couple of pages. Yeah. It's not that many other languages have been published in.
1: Um, I've got the English Galago, the first volume, and you've got the comic in there about uh, Heliogabulus? Gabulus?
2: Yeah, uh, the Roman Emperor.
1: Tell me a bit about that. It's pretty fun, funny story.
2: Yeah, it... Uh was my ex girlfriend who read about like Roman emperors, and she she told me to check out the guy Heliogabalus And when I read about him, uh, it was really really crazy uh, stories about him. I don't know. Some people said that like that uh, they were a bit exaggerated because people wanted to put a bad picture of him, like because yeah, it was competition between the <laughs> the uh, different. Powers of ancient Rome, but like Heliogabalus, he he seemed like totally out of his mind, and he was 14 years old, and he buried some uh, guests under a, a pile of flowers. I think that's the the thing he's most famous for. But he also <laughs>
1: smothering them in flowers.
2: Some, yeah. Tons of flowers, like uh, lilies or stuff. From the, the guests were sitting eating in the in his dining room, and he had a he and some he had some mechanism where he can like pour flowers from the ceiling, and and there were so many. Yeah, they suffocated from death. His guests, and sometimes he put in lions and scared his guests to death, and he he killed. He sacrificed children to to the god he worshipped, and like uh, he was he was quite evil. <laughs> he sacrif—he was like uh, the he only sacrificed children where their parents uh, were alive, so they could miss the children more and stuff like that. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you can check out the comic. <laughs> it's hard to explain without the pictures. And yeah and his closest men was like uh people with big penises where he fa- found in ba- bath houses like over town.
1: tell me about your artistic influences you have a very uh unique style that kind of reminds me of like yeah the the art side of it or the, yeah, the your story art, your your so, art style
2: the art style yeah um it's it's very inspired by, uh, of course, it's inspired by other cartoonists, but uh, I also get inspiration by uh, like candy packaging. Mm-hmm. I collect candy boxes and candy packaging, so I like sometimes I I, I uh, get inspired by characters from the from my collection, and also by um, by thirty. Uh, cartoons like F- Fleischer and uh, Van Buren cartoons, uh, and a lot of from oh from 80s com- computer games I get influenced by. Like uh, I had a uh, Commodore 64, and uh, n- n- computer games like Wonder Boy for Nintendo, uh, the 8-bit Nintendo's, and and, uh, and like I, and also. Uh, uh, I get inspired by, like, Joe Matt and Chris Weir and some Swedish
1: cartoonists, too. I, uh, I had a Commodore 64. <laughs> you have no comment for that. I, I, no, I had one. I had one of those Commodores okay. when I was young. It was uh, it was a good time. Ah, you had.
2: Was, uh, you had a Commodore 64?
1: Yep. We even had a Vic-20 before that. Oh, okay. And then the... the yeah. What year are you born in? Seventy-eight. Ah, I'm the same as I. There we go. Hooray! Yeah. Hooray! One <laughs> <laughs> one thing I loved in a uh, hundred and twenty days um, was the fact that every time someone said not to put something in the comic, you yeah. would put it in the comic.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like, if someone don't want to put them in, something in the comic, probably it's interesting. Like. It's yeah. mostly the embarrassing stuff that's interesting. It's like uh, a couple of times when I I thought, like, oh, this is too embarrassing for me. uh I said, like, oh, fuck, I don't want to put this in the comic. I don't want to embarrass myself that much. But then I, after a while, I got to my senses and realized, like, I got to put this in the comic because the embarrassing stuff is the funniest and the most interesting. So, like, when I wet the bed at a stranger's home and I, like, Jacked off in the bathroom after uh, playing footsie with a sixteen-year-old girl. That was like <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really ashamed of it. But like, I think it's gonna be a funny read. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did Did you have any idea of what the journey would be like? Uh, I had some idea. Like,
2: uh, I I, I felt like, oh, probably I'll I'll do some drugs and. Probably I'll uh, at least make out with some girls, or like maybe have sex with someone. And of course, I wanted to put that in a comic, like because I'm I'm into like crumb and and underground stuff, and I like I like comics about like drugs and sex <laughs> and uh, scandal in in general. <laughs> so I had that idea, but like it got more crazy than I could expect. The the journey it, it like Yeah the All the criminal stuff in it like When I Got beaten up And The Yeah And the death threat And everything It was like It It uh, Freaked out a little bit
1: Um Do we Did you mention the rules I can't remember Of Of That you set for yourself for No I
2: don't think I mentioned it In this show I Yeah can, uh, It's uh my, I had uh, a couple of rules and it was like uh, I couldn't uh, return to my whole own apartment for 120 days and uh, I could stay maximum two nights at uh, the same place. And I followed that rules, And then I got back after four months.
1: To a house full of fleas or bed bugs?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I probably... Uh, I was the I was responsible for them as well, the <laughs> bad ones, <buns. laughs> because I travel I traveled a lot in like cheap hotels and I've been to Mexico
1: and India and stuff. You, and you do music as well as cartooning. Los yeah, Pal- Palmas. Las Palmas.
2: Yeah, the the guy, my my uh, partner in Las Palmas. He quit the band. He he got tired of me.
1: <laughs>
2: <Aww>. uh, <laughs> so uh, Then I started doing music With uh, another guy And, uh, and uh, like I don't know if he got tired of me But he, like, he's very busy With other projects all the time So now I, f- I think I'm Kind of a solo artist I just recorded a solo album <laughs> I, have, I have like uh, Sometimes
1: I annoy people that's okay I think I do the same
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you came to uh, the United States for probably longer than you expected for quite a while
2: I it actually wasn't longer longer than I expected it was like uh, I booked my trip for that long because uh a girl I know a little bit she like sublet her apartment in uh, in Brooklyn oh, okay uh, for for a month or like for six weeks, so I stayed there and but but a lot of my friends got stuck because of the volcano. Yeah. So they uh, some of my friends got stuck and like stayed in my apartment for a little bit longer.
1: Um, how what did you think of the uh, North American comic scene compared to the Swedish?
2: Yeah, I, I love the American North American comic book scene. It's like. The maybe it was a little bit because it was a new thing. I'm like a little bit tired of uh, it's all. What, it's it's. I like like the Swedish comic book scene too. But like now it was so many new people that I didn't have met before, and they seem to like draw a lot together. There's a lot of like drink and draw nights and uh, and hanging out, drinking beer in people's uh, apartments and drawing a little bit and like talking a lot about comics and. Yeah, it's a bigger scene, and it's, uh, uh, I, it was really fun. Uh, I got to know a lot of uh, nice cartoonists and comic book people.
1: Was there anything new you discovered during your journey that blew you away? New comics?
2: Uh, yeah, it's like one, one comic, uh, new comic I like a lot. Uh, it's uh, WYSIWYG by Ed Piscor. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that?
1: Yes, Ed's awesome.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. And Box Brown, I liked a lot. I, I discovered him uh on uh, this year's Mocha festival.
1: Mm-hmm. He yeah, I and, I got these two little mini comics off him about yeah. different religions. It's really fascinating. Yeah, Isn't he
2: he was he was really great. And um uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of like I went to I can't remember the name's now. Maybe I can look it up. It was a a zine called Future Ghost, uh, a mini-comic called Future Ghost by some some artist I like a lot. I think uh, I find it here. It's Aaron Whitaker.
1: Okay. Or something like that. Do I you know, know about him? No, it sounds familiar, though.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: and then, like, the the more famous uh, alternative comics you can get in Swedish comic stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, they're, yeah. I like, like the, uh, like Ivan Brunetti and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mentioned Chris Ware and Joe Matt. And
1: the, the Brunetti Seth seems, and, uh, very, very much an influence. Especially. Yeah. I,
2: I'll, may, maybe Ivan Brunetti is my favorite cartoonist. I don't, it's like, maybe he, him or Joe Matt, I would say.
1: Both of them seem to have this thing where, uh, don't hold back anything?
2: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a trick. <laughs> and Crumb was the first one uh, I read that, uh, like, did that, I think.
1: I think he was the first one that really did that, too. Just did it. Uh, but cool Crumb was the first one? He was one of the first ones that really was so honest yeah. in their comics. Yeah, it's like,
2: it seems like he he doesn't have any secrets, but i'm not I'm not really sure like now when he has a family and stuff i i'm I'm sure he has a little bit more secrets
1: i don't know i don't know he's still pretty huh? uh, pretty honest with his cartooning they're they're an odd family yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah that's the impression he he uh, he he will give you like he can't if you say like i got some secrets, people will get too too interested and too yeah. <laughs> too suspicious of it
1: maybe I don't know um, when you make your comics is it kind yeah. of like a, a release in a way of uh, being able to expose yourself and just let go of all these thoughts or
2: uh, I didn't hear the question it's, it's like some some noise
1: oh, uh, I said,
2: maybe because of the the, the distance
1: is like When you uh, I was asking um, Why do you Make your comics Is it to do with uh, Having to uh, kind of tell your story The very personal personal Things to kind of let that go
2: Yeah I think it's uh, I heard some people Compare it to like the What do you say when the Catholic uh, When you when you reveal your secrets, confession to, to a, the what? Confession. Yeah, the Catholic confession. It's a little bit like that, I think. Like when you when you confess your bad thoughts or your bad sides or your bad uh, things you've done, it feels a little bit more like you're forgiven or something. And it's like, and I put it in a comic, and people said it, say it's funny. So uh, then I, I suppose it's feels more okay to to be like that or something but also i draw like i think i make it a lot to be to be liked or to be like to when people appreciate what you do it's it's a good feeling like yeah i'm I want to, I want to, I want to, like, be famous and stuff, too, and, (laughs) (laughs) and, and have fans, and I like that, too, and do
1: interviews, I love to do that. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Um, the name of the book, 120 Days of Simon, uh, purposeful, um, link to, uh, the Marquis de Sade?
2: Yeah, um. it's uh it was like a pun on that title uh i did a a diary a comic book diary just uh uh not to publish just to like for fun and uh when i reached the the day 120 day I, i realized like oh that's that's a funny title like the 120 days of sodom and we talked a lot about that movie when i was uh when i was a teenager and uh it was like famous for being nasty So I thought like Okay I'll do this book And maybe it'll be famous for being nasty too
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No holds barred Yeah Nothing to let go of um, <laughs> Are you planning on t- Releasing more books in English?
2: Yeah Um. Like I'm curious about um, your
1: other comics because this, it seems like you have a lot more than just this and the short story of the emperor.
2: Yeah, I have a lot, but uh, I think uh, uh, the next thing will be. I'm working on a comic now, but uh, that's like it's it's. It, it, maybe I can like translate some old stuff, but but like I feel uh, it will feel nicer to to publish the latest stuff I've done. And I, I've just finished like 80 pages of a new graphic novel in color. Uh, that like, it's an autobiographical story about when my friend died uh, when we were in high school. And uh, I do the pages, like every page I want to look like almost like a candy package or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I put in a lot of time in the design and the drawings of the pages so like I don't know, I've done 80 pages and I, I think the book will be 160 pages so I think I'll work on it on at least a year or, or so to finish it and then it, it will take some time to redraw all the, the lettering in English and stuff, but I think uh, it looks really, I'm really satisfied with the way it looks the first 80 pages so I think it will be published in in English.
1: I'm curious about the uh, design of the book with the two panels per page. Is that how you originally published it? Uh,
2: uh, Can you repeat the last last two words?
1: (laughs) Was that how it was originally published with the two panels per page?
2: Yeah, it was. It's like... I don't know if you recognize the format of, the, like, the classic pulp novel.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, and that, in Sweden, uh, the pulp novel format, that's really, really cheap. The books, like, will cost uh, $5 or so. Uh, and that, that's the same price for, like, every book, because they they print them in some special, like, uh, big printers. So they the they if if uh, if you publish a book in another format it will become like five times more expensive or so to buy so like that for, format is really good if you want to reach out to a little bit bigger audience and uh i don't know if you can if you want a nice size of the panels uh, it's only place for like two panels a page i think mm-hmm. so that's what, why i published like it, that in sweden and uh when uh when top shelf looked at it they they just like oh it's a really cool format we want to keep it like that
1: it's really neat how it just reads so nicely like you just it's like quick points of information yeah like it just pops around and i like it. i like that i was kind of unsure at first just being so minimal uh, but it really works well Especially with huh? the uh, your minimalist style yeah
2: no. I'm getting a little bit less min- like for to begin with I, uh, when I started drawing comics, I wasn't this minimalistic and but then I like I liked the uh, the minimalistic like almost like a computer game graphic uh with just the n- most necessary details, and then I got more and more uh uh, like minimalistic and stylized but now the new stuff is a little bit more detailed, I'm more inspired by like old C.C. Beck uh, comics now mm. he- <laughs> like uh, uh, like Shazam and Fat Man the Human Flying Saucer now the character design is, is almost uh, the same but like the background is more like a, a 50 or 60s comic he would do like I don't know if you'll notice the difference <laughs> It's just like Well, CC
1: Beck did a w- lot of a neat little for. details. <laughs> like I I really liked his his comics cuz it's just the odd, C. C. Beck. Yeah. There's all yeah. the details in it. Yeah, have you seen Fat Man the
2: Human Flying Saucer?
1: Not at all. Just the Shazam. It's what, uh,
2: that was one guy one thing I brought back from the US uh, uh, to from my trip. It's like a it was only published in three issues before it was folded because it was a big flop. Uh, but it was, uh, it was like when DC took over the rights or, or like stole the rights for Shazam or for Captain Marvel, CC C. Beck and O O Binder tried to come up with a new character. Like that will, that will be a success. They, they yeah. hoped. And it was a character with three identities, like, uh, the Just a normal fat guy And then uh, the, ca- the superhero Fat Man And then he can turn into a flying saucer as well So it's like <laughs> the, oh, it's, uh, the cover says like The only superhero with three identities Fat Man the human flying saucer
1: <laughs> No it, way you really can steal this from us DC <laughs> uh,
2: But they folded up the three I- issues I think it was like
1: what year yeah. did that come out? Do you know? Or yeah, 50s. it came out in uh,
2: 1967.
1: Oh, okay, was it like Charlton or
2: uh, the publisher? Yeah, it's a Lightning comic. <laughs> I don't know if they're that if, if that's the own, their own like publishing house.
1: Yeah, it's
2: Mill yeah, it's Milson Publishing. It says there.
1: Okay, don't know who that is, but no. must be fantastic.
2: Yeah, it and it really is. I paid like, but but I had to pay like fifty dollars or so for the last issue.
1: Because it's so, hard. Last issues are always harder to find. Yeah, I think. Too bad. Um. Well, thank you for uh, chatting with me today, Simon. Yeah, it was really nice speaking to you. Yeah, I look. I really enjoyed 120 Days of Simon. And uh, thank you. It's uh, it's it's fun and it reads nice and smoothly and quickly and easily. So I uh, I look forward it's to more fun comments. and
2: informative.
1: And informative. <laughs> and, almost too informative. Yeah. That's okay though. That's all right.
3: Yep. Yep. Palma. Here come we Exklusivt Ja, det är så här vi kör En missbruk vibrat Jag blev full på en öl Och blev hög på en spliff Trött av ett sömnpill Efter en viagra pallar jag ett leg Och blir beroende av bara en sig Efter en valium stannar Pigg över kaffe, stark över ryskfärma Av en Avedan blir skön i hela kroppen Glad av en Prozac, slappar av en roppe För så ska kicka av en jollykala Flipper av en jolly och ett kramkala Tagna trip borta på all bil Till Ukraina för att köpa fentalin Blummar ut efter ett grannsvart aftan Och blir skenet som en polygantaliban-dag Får självförtroende som en i antikan Det man inte minst om man ingen skada av Precis som mannen är jag kär i Mary Jane med om hela långa dagar. du måste vara full Så du röker hav, du röker hav Nej det jag inte, har hela veckan Så du röker hav, du röker hav Jag så tar man jollen i Pull, uppe bland det var och bollen. 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 Så det sniffar lim, du sniffar lim Nej det gör jag inte hela Så det sniffar lim, du sniffar lim Jag är bara så Papperspåse med klisteri I min lilla hjärna är det hysteri Kladd i munnen men det gör ingenting Viftar med armarna och springer om king. Så du dricker all, du dricker all Nej det gör jag inte, jag har varit nykter hela veckan Så du dricker all, du dricker all Då är bara mänfra ibland så tar man sig en bläcka Öla sugen kockar upp en karlsberg Stamåra klunkar upp och undrar dess färg Värmen börjar sprida sig Play of flat is wrong ten and say stop. är vi ganska öda. det fullar på en öl och däcker efter fyrad, fyra. för dagen efter det är jämna plaga, ska fanen mig sluta med lagliga dragar, det får fanen mig räcka, tar en vit Måndag måndagkoks, tisdag Få, cappuccino, chibatibra, dricker lång, dricker tjock. Tjock, tjock mitt namn är ett minne blått lagom sliten, sexy som Usher om femma ser ut som Frankie Pusher ren och fräck som ett drunkbass snack, ett lätt sätt att umgås, börjar dagen med att rulla megajonlar, sen får jag manchis och rulla negobollar, det är fan inte nog jag drar till Pizza Hut, sen är det dags igen och fixa hack, då pångera jobbet, Bara shazam, lika drogfis, namns det på vaktighetsflykter Hör du det? Jag som aldrig nykter Somnar aldrig nykter som aldrig nykter Las Palmas, höndare med flottanskjöna Det de har, det har de med Las Palmas Mm, mm